Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. This is hour number two of our show right here on SportsGrid, YouTube. Of course, a lot of the different streaming apps that you could download, including Pluto TV, Zumo TV, and Stir as well. And also, don't forget, for those of you who you know, may just be sitting in your house or sitting outside, you're in your backyard, uh, taking care of your kids, practicing social distancing, and just kind of staying away, and you only have time for audio, you can also download the show mm-hmm. in podcast form just by downloading it on iTunes or on Android. It's in all of the app stores, basically, essentially, uh, the audio version of it as well. Also, audioboom.com is the spot that we upload the audio for you guys as well, just in case the video portion, for whatever reason, is not for you. You don't want to look at me and Joe every day. I get it. I get it. No problem. I totally understand. Yep. Yep. Um, before we get into some more football here, let's give you the latest as to what's going on in baseball. First and foremost, earlier today, Uh, Joe, it was announced by Major League Baseball that uh, minor league players are going to be paid uh, all the way through the end of May, Mm -hmm. uh, but they will be paid actually by the teams, not by the league. So I just want to be specific on that. The the teams are going to take care of that. Um, So we could kind of start there. The number is $400. And so you know naturally what happens on social media. Initially, it is great. Oh, my gosh, it's so nice. And then it's like, wait a second. Uh, $400, yeah. uh, you know, what, do you, what are you going to do with that $400 a week? But the reality is, is that a lot of people didn't expect baseball to do anything for these minor leaguers. I, I have some emotions about it. I guess on the one hand, I'm happy that teams are taking the, ne- the necessary initiative to take yes. care of their minor league players. On the other hand, of course, I would like to see it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but hard for us to argue anything like that when so many people are out of work as well, just like uh, the employees of, of minor league baseball. Yeah, and it, it, I don't think people realize, too, it, it sucks for them because they're still under contract with these teams. So even though they're not playing, they can't file for unemployment. They can't go out and get another job. Like So they're kind of – they were handcuffed in this situation. So I'm glad to see the teams – stepping up to the plate and taking care of it. I mean, the salary's always been a, a very contentious uh, conversation there. When you look at what some of the, you know, D-League players and the NBA or some of the practice squad player, what those guys are making versus what these guys are making, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's sad, uh, to tell you the truth. 400 bucks a week, and you got to live with somebody, you got to ride a bus, you got to live out of a suitcase. For sure. Not an easy life, guys. No, it's not. And And look, they've been discussing for so many years just the the issues that there is with minor league baseball. Uh, you know, it looks like they're going to be eliminating a lot of teams in minor league baseball, and supposedly that's to enhance the the kids who are playing in the minors right now by, uh, you know, basically shortening the pool. Yep. But that is going to create less opportunities for kids to try and live out their dreams. We know that the draft, if it happens, yep. uh, is only going to be potentially a five-round major league baseball draft. So essentially, what does that mean? Yep. Uh, it means... You know, anybody who thought that they were going to be in this draft is going to have to go back to school. They have to go back to college, That's junior correct. college, yep. maybe try and gain an elig- uh, extra year of eligibility and wait till 2021. I, I get it because teams, uh, you know, can't necessarily scout as well as they could have fully all the way through June. But at the same time, Joe, baseball's going to save so much money with not having to pay out these bonuses. Remember, there are some kids that get drafted in the sixth, seventh, eighth round that they're like, you know, you've heard this story before. Oh, I'm going to go back to school. I want to go to Pepperdine. Oh, well, but if you give me 200 grand, yep. then I'll go play of for you. Yep. And, and the cap is 20 grand. Yep. So these kids are all going back to school. And Hopefully- I think people understand now when they hear those numbers, though, it's that money is meant to actually kind of, you know, float these kids for their initial uh, push through some of the uh, minor leagues because that I think it gets even worse when you go down because, like, rookie ball, it's only, like, 200 bucks to 300 bucks, somewhere along those lines, a ball. It's not really, uh, it, it doesn't get better than 400. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, having that well, tiny bonus know, helps. Yeah. Hopefully that'll get fixed. Also a yep. story came yesterday, which, you know, obviously I don't want to spend a lot of time on negative stuff, but it is at least something that's worth bringing up is there's a report uh, coming out of Toronto 
Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, Joe, and um, you know certainly we'll update this for you throughout the week. But apparently, Canada, the entire country, is yeah. uh, cutting everything off through June. Yeah, which would mean, I mean, if they're starting a baseball season, Joe, in June, the, the Blue Jays playing on the road, like, like I mean, I don't know. Like the longer this goes, the more the more sad I get to think yep. that, you know, maybe we, maybe we are only looking at a ninety game season or an eighty game Correct. season. Yep, and uh, and again, still got to answer the question as far as they're not dropping them in and saying go ahead and play. There's still got to be that you know at least that three week period there that they can get back out for a uh, for an abbreviated spring training. And where is that going to be? Central locations? Is it you know how is that going to work? There's a lot of maneuvering going on right now with uh, Rob Manfred and company there in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. So we'll keep you updated on yep. Canada. Canada seems to have attacked this the right way because they have a lot less issues, yes. of course, here in the states that we have here. Um, the other story that came out of baseball yesterday, uh, not a huge surprise. How this will affect fantasy is is not a huge deal. The reality of it is, though, is and because we're not getting really firsthand accounts of what the players are doing right, right. now, but make no mistake about it, there is some pitcher somewhere in the country that unfortunately is going to get hurt. Uh, Dr. James, and we, this is... Look, I mean, Chris Sales, uh, you know, had Tommy John. He's out for the year. Noah Syndergaard out for the year. Yep. Dr. James Andrews, who's the foremost doctor uh, in having Tommy John surgeries, he announced on Tuesday, Joe, that uh, no more Tommy John surgeries mm -hmm. until this is all cleared up. So yep. scary thought for a pitcher who has some, an issue with them or needs to be checked out. You would have thought that anybody who could get this done now, let's say hypothetically in April or May, yep. maybe you're back by the All-Star break next year. Anybody who has Tommy John surgery at this point who needs it is going to miss all of this year and all of next year too. Yep. Yeah, we don't, we don't even know. I mean, there were a couple, a lot of people were questioning, and, and I knew, of course, and Ruin it, somebody's got to open and, and complain because Ruin's it for everybody. But there were a lot of conversations about, what well, not that an elective surgery? Like, I, I thought we were stopping elective surgeries in this country. Uh, you know, he's in northern Florida, I believe, Pensacola, somewhere in the panhandle yeah. over there. And uh, so there was obviously some, there was some blowback there with him doing Chris Sale's, um, you know, Tommy John. Like, what what are you doing? Like, I, I thought we were no more elective surgeries. We need the hospital bed. So uh, this is obviously a reaction to that. And uh, I understand why uh, why they have opted to, uh, to stop because he... Uh, the appearance of it is you know, certainly wasn't a, a good look there. No, and uh, Syndergaard go kind of the same a little bit. Uh, Syndergaard had his in Florida as well. Yeah, Syndergaard uh, did too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's like yeah. ooh. No, that that's part of it, and yep. and that puts guys, you know, especially for those people who watch me for fantasy baseball, listen to me for fantasy base, uh, you know, in dynasty leagues, if you have any possible issue with a pitcher that may be hurt, you better really think this through because you could be losing a guy yeah. for two years that's instead correct, of one. Right? Changes the dynamic completely. Um, we, we, we touched on the, the changes in the NFL. We could kind of reset that here for a minute sure. in case you missed the first hour of the show. The NFL has decided, as everybody knows, to add an additional uh, playoff teams in each conference. Uh, wild card week is going to be absolutely wild. We're going to have three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. They're talking about playing uh, Eastern games of 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 8 o'clock. And, Joe, you and I talked about this as well. It's worth resetting. The idea that, yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, mm -hmm. there's going to be more money involved for everybody. Uh, but with every upside, there is some downside. And the downside is is that, you know, it, and maybe it's a good thing for FanDuel or somebody else to throw up there is, will an 8-8 eight, an eight and eight team in the next 10 years win yep. a Super Bowl? Yes yep. or no, you know? And, and, well, we're going to find out. I mean, everyone loves a good Cinderella story, right? Uh, you know, everybody loves that. And, you know, we've had a couple of those... I think we've had a couple of wild card teams, you know, since it's, uh, you know, implemented there right, years back sure. in the NFL. The Giants, you know, the year that they beat uh, New England, the best team uh, ever, right? The Randy Moss, the undefeated. True. Um, you know, they were barely 500, guys. They, you know, they got really hot the last Were they 9-7? and seven? Yeah, and then they, they, they won the NFC East, and then they kind of took that um, – uh, or put themselves eligible even get the wild card at that spot to be able to get going and – Man, they were just that defense clicked, and that was the end of it. They started, they started trucking people at that point all the way through to Tom Brady and company. But it doesn't happen often. It has not happened often. But I think with the extra game, the extra two teams, you know, you're giving guys an extra week to get healthy if something were to happen. Um, I, 
the dynamic is going to change for sure, but you're still looking at possibility of a 7-9 and nine team. Pittsburgh would have been in if this was implemented this year. We'd be talking about Pittsburgh playing a game against, I think, Kansas City, uh, number two uh, team, Kansas City or New England or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, a 7-9, and nine, and I'm, I don't know how they got the 7-9 and nine without Ben Roethlisberger, but a 7-9 and nine Steelers team would have been playing the game. We can't have a team under 500 right. in the playoffs. So I, 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 that's, that, that's crossing the line. <laughs> I mean, 500 you. is one thing, but... Uh, uh, that's I mean, a losing at. team in the playoff. I mean, I guess we've had that in the NBA in the past, right? Like the right. eight seed sometime is like two games under, three games under. Yeah. Well, the big thing is there is get the number one seed. Yeah, the, I think that's the biggest takeaway get for me. Get the number with all one. Yep. I mean, what is that worth? You're the only team in the league. Like, they'll still have bye weeks, right? But but, yep. but this is the only – there's going to be two teams in the NFL that are going to get a week off. Like, what is that worth to these teams down the stretch? It seemed, I mean, historically speaking, even from a betting perspective, mm -hmm. it does certainly seem like teams play better off a bye. And when we're building our narratives every year in the NFL, like, well, they're coming off the bye. Well, that's like what we build toward the positive yep. of a team covering. I mean, now I they're going to play an extra game. So having that week off is, is huge. Absolutely huge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that's a big part of it, too. And as we mentioned, also, you can go back and watch us on demand. Uh, the NFL also decided that they're going to have, like, a kids broadcast, mm -hmm. which is going to be uh, on Nickelodeon. Any guess who would be the star of that broadcast, the kids uh, broadcast? It's going to be... Uh, it, SpongeBob? It, it, it's got to be. It, it's either that or SpongeBob Marty, in the one or the other. You know what I mean? Virtual SpongeBob on the sidelines show? Exactly. Hey, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon plays nothing but shows from the 70s. I mean, Nick at Night is crazy, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they formulate it, but I think it's going to be a lot of guys in, uh, you know, without shoulder pads on and uh, some some famous faces. I could see Watt doing it. I could, you know, I can see that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. We'll see how much cartooning they put in there yeah. as well. But yeah, I was a big Nick fan, you know, a lot younger. My son, my daughter, they were kind of into it a little bit, but yep. the problem with Nick is that they like replay the same shows over and over and over again. It's yep. not sometimes there's not I. They probably have new programming that I'm just not seeing, but... No, it's the same old stuff. Okay. It's Dora sure. the Explorer on crack, and it just keeps rolling. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's just... That's impressive. And, that. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because the kids are just like, I don't care that they started 20 minutes ago. They don't care. Yeah. No, yep. watch it. Oh, they want to see it over and over. Exactly. Okay. Uh, okay um, interesting story from NFL.com. Mm -hmm. uh, draft is coming up soon, of course. Yep. The, the NFL is saying, at least for the time being, it's amazing. The NFL just, like, doesn't care about – I mean, I, say, I don't want to say they don't care, but it feels like it's just, like, this train is rolling and, like, the pandemic this and Keep it going. this, but we just don't care, you know? But uh, their goal is to have 50 different players taking part in a virtual uh, NFL draft, which is essentially what the NFL draft is. So that means, like us, with the webcams and with the computers and with good internet, hopefully, mm -hmm. we'll be seeing a lot of players being interviewed in that way when the draft goes on. So I would ask you, Joe, is, is this a huge departure from what we've seen in the past? Can you live with this? Uh, what I mean, are we going to be taking odds on how many webcams go down in one day from the players? Like... <laughs> it's technology. I can only imagine what this is going to look like on draft. I'm going to be interested. To me, the handoff, because usually, you know, they, they come up with the envelope, the announcements made, the, and usually, you know, the, the player is sitting there either in the green room or out there going, oh, my. so now they've got to notify the producers to make sure he's got queued up the right webcam for the right player when they announce the name. So this is going to be a little trickier, and we've said it the whole time that this is a, um, the, the producers are going to, earn their money for this uh, telecast, but I think 50 is about right. Anything can happen, obviously, but, uh, you know, having that webcam in the house, I'm sure the NFL is going to send them all 32 hats. Just make sure you put on the right hat, kid, when, they, uh, when the name is called, and you'll be good to go. They're sending out draft packages, so, you know, I think they'll set them up with everything they need, and I think there'll be some, uh, some hats involved instead of jerseys this time. Yeah, they got to clean off 30 hats. Yep. Oh, my gosh. They like yep. wash them all off. That's I mean, correct. I mean, it's just it's 
just kind of nuts to to be able to think about it. Um, in in terms of the draft itself, I know that we've you know started to dive into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're he, you know a lot of discussion is now in the top few picks of the draft, just like who's going to be in and who's going to uh, be trading out. In terms of the draft, Joe itself, and you know I can't speak about every team in the NFL, but uh, do have some insight on the Dolphins. I have uh, broken some news on them in the past as well. Uh, you know, the only understanding that I have at this point, at least from that perspective and from what I've heard, things can change, is right. that Cincinnati is taking Joe Burrow and that is the end of the story. And I, and I don't think that they're sacrificing the idea of having arguably the best quarterback to come out of college in years for a few draft picks to just try and fix the rest of the team. I mean, it starts with the quarterback. I don't think the Dolphins are moving up to one. But beyond that, I, I could see some team, at least with the threat, of hmm. them trying to grab Tua where Detroit is. Right. Detroit seems to be committed to Stafford. I've seen things change so fast in sports that I'm not fully buying it, but at right. least I'll, I'll buy what they're saying for the time being. So uh, that's basically that what I can share at this point. If I was involved at all with this from an interest perspective, from a wagering perspective, uh, I'd bet on Miami not having the first pick overall and either staying where they are or moving up a couple of spots. I think they end up taking uh, Tua, and I think that Tua, honestly, I don't think he plays a single game in 2020. I think that it's a complete redshirt season. If anything, he plays maybe one game at the end of the year. Right. No camp, no off-season workouts. Video that Tua showed on Instagram from, what, a week ago for the first time, dropping back and running. I don't see this guy playing in a single game this year, Joe, and I think it's the right move. If Fitzpatrick is fine to play for a year, uh, Tua gets his shot with Miami in 2021. I love the Dolphins. I think they hold all the cards in this draft. They've got 14 draft picks, guys, coming their way. 14. I can promise you they will not be drafting 14 people. A lot of that may not be at the top, but look for them to move up from number 18. They also have number 26. Look for them to maneuver down at the bottom of that first round in order to be able to go up and get a player or two that they like an awful lot. It may not be Tua. It may not be Herbert. Uh, Look for Love as a possibility uh, as the quarterback of the future for the Dolphins. They can do whatever they want with that much draft capital right now. All right, we'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. Coming back, a whole lot more discussion, including some of the things that you're watching on television that may not necessarily be sports, but have a little bit of a sports theme into it. We'll be back with more Craig and Joe right after this, right here on SportsGrid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And it is great to be able to talk sports. And and honestly, we're blessed to be able to be with you guys and be broadcasting every single day, giving you new content, talking about things that are happening in our lives, things that are happening in sports as well. But honestly, this time, uh, I, I've been watching things, Joe, that I never thought that I'd be watching before. And the one show right now on Netflix, oh, that don't even tell me. Don't everybody even tell me. in a tizzy is uh, this Tiger King documentary. Literally. Now, before we go any further here, mm-hmm. have you watched this documentary from the beginning to the end? Because I want to make sure that I'm not, first of all, spoiling anything for you here, because I know that maybe you'll eventually watch it. But have you dove into this backwoods, uh, Tampa, Oklahoma story about uh, lions, tigers? And some bears. No, but basically, there's, it's there's big a Miami. Cats. There's a Miami tie-in. There's a West Palm tie-in, okay, and so I watched have. it twice because I could not <laughs> believe what I witnessed the first time. I'm thinking when I first heard, I'm like, oh, tigers! I love tigers, right? Oh my god, this would be. I think it's about big cats. And uh, after the first episode with the, you know, picking my jaw up off the ground, like, what? What am I watching? 
it's like Jerry Springer on crack. I never it seen really anything is. like it. It was, it and then it just progressively got more outrageous as I watched it. It was uh, really some of the most uh, interesting, interesting, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time, certainly from entertainment value. And keep in mind, all of that is real. Yeah, let me ask you this though, honestly, think about it. Do you think that if there were sports going on and everything else going on in the world, that this would be this popular? I'm still, I'm on the fence with this. Like I, I get it. It's popular. Everyone is talking about it, but I think that this is just uh, this is just a result of having like nothing else to watch on TV. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is that good. I like. I thought it was okay, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like six episodes that could have been done in like two. Like I, I don't know. Outrage. You think it would be this popular if the NBA was playing right now and baseball was going? You do. You know what it is? I I think the buzz around it would have been there. Like I I do think the buzz would have been there, and I think people would have. I don't know that as many people would have watched it in the short two weeks now that we, we've been hearing about it, but I do think people would have heard about it and been like, oh, I got I to gotta check this out. Like, I got to hear about it because it's that outrage. We all love a good car crash. You know, there's a reason why people watch Jerry Springer over and over and over. It, it, this is... Reality TV. It's yeah. got everything. I mean, this has got everything, including... Joe Exotic actually running for governor and president here. I just, it, it's unbelievable what you've got. You know, you got meth heads, you got big cats, you got drug dealers, you got, you know, you, you, murderers. Like it's I'm, not imp- I'm not just impressed you watched it once. I mean, come on, yeah. you really watched this twice? I'm I so impressed. I couldn't believe the first time. Yes, I, I could not <laughs> believe. I was like, I'm, I gotta watch it. You can't bet again. on that, Joe. Yeah, you can't I bet on the like, Tiger I King. I just can't. And then. Uh, for those of you who didn't see it, you will. It, there is a uh, there is some murder uh, mystery in this, in which the Tampa Bay Sheriff, I believe, in Tampa County, there, uh, the Leon or Hillsborough County, one of them, has reopened the murder case from back I in 1996. That. I saw so that. It's really- I, I guess it was a, what I heard. You know, I asked about this with someone today on the phone. They said that it was actually a cold case, which means it just keeps going on. Yes. So yes. it's like now people are participating because that's the same thing that I said. They, they reopened the case and he was very specific with me. And he said, no, it's not actually them reopening well, the case. Right, exactly. It's just they just never solved it and it just stays open. Yep. And well, now she, people she fed him to the Tigers. I mean, more. you convinced short, of that. I, I am totally convinced of that. Or he is buried somewhere on that. I think that's acres. the deal. But, I think that yeah. she had so many acres of land yep. that. And, and she's very convincing. And oh, she's I, full of crap. She's i would never seen anything like it. <laughs> she would be the best person to play poker at because she's got that poker tell. You know, she rolls her eyes, throws her head back every time she talks about how, oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah, oh, no, it's not crazy. You rewrote his will and you whacked him and probably fed him in the meat Something happened. and gave it to him. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, it's. And her brother was a was a was a uh, was a, a county sheriff. There was a right. county officer. Like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me here. Unbelievable. Really is. I might I'm, watch it a third time. Now I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Wow, Joe. I mean, like, you know, you never know what you're going to get with your co-host. I'm impressed. I'm, I mean, I'm Joe, Joe is all in on it. My, and listen, you're there. The guy in Miami alone with the private collection was the actual, um, you know, he was the influence into Scarface. Right. You know, this is a guy that was sentenced to 100 years and got out after He 12. served him, too. <laughs> served too. That's a true Miami story yes, for sure. Yeah, cut up an ATF agent, like, you know, fed it to his ass. I just, I can't. Like, I just can't. But these people live not that far from us. That's the crazy part about this. I know. I yep. know. Yeah. And, um, you know, in Florida, not in Oklahoma. No, course, no, in Florida. Yeah. In Florida, for sure. So the, so here's a couple of, like, side note stories that come out of this, this one. And we'll start with this one. Um, Shaquille O'Neal has a very short clip uh, being in this documentary on Netflix. For those of you who haven't seen it, I don't think that's spoiling anything or ruining it. No. Uh, but Shaquille O'Neal has come out uh, recently in the last 24, 48 hours and said that uh, he had no idea that the things that were going on in Oklahoma uh, were at the time. So um, knowing Shaq and knowing a little bit about him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe him in this spot. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, Joe, I don't think we're done with the celebrity aspect of this, I think that some pictures are going to pop up of some people that were at this place, had the big cats around this place. Yep. I think we are far from done for the celebrity TMZ style of 
of realizing that uh, we got. I think we got a bigger story ahead of us coming with some celebrity or some athlete of some kind. I am. Uh, listen, if if he didn't set fire to his own damn uh, room there and uh, burn all the footage that might have uh, incriminated him forever, uh, I yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it was funny because while this filmmaker was doing this and it really this guy started out on doing a thing about big cat rescue and you know hiking right. the tigers and it morphed into a five year he's basically been there he was there for five years putting this all together and even he couldn't believe what he was filming so Shaq happened to be you know early on uh, one of the guys that came in and we know guys buying tiger tyson had one yeah you know we we know of these guys that do this and uh it's you know, it wasn't, nobody was breaking any laws. That's the whole thing. Nobody was breaking any laws. You can have your opinion on whether you, you, you like it, you don't like it, whatever it is. But the reality is Shaq was in there t- buying a lion or buying a cub at the time where it was, it is legal to buy them. But my word, I, what, nobody what, would have known what was going on. What there. kind Why of pets would, do you have, I, Joe? What kind of pets? That? Do you have pets? Uh, yeah, I'm a dog guy. So yes, I'm a dog. Guy. Well, but do you? And here's what I'm missing here a little. I've never been a huge pet guy over the course mm-hmm. of my life. Right. Um, you know, my kids have always wanted one. Like, there's been debate on that going on in this house forever. What do you? What is that infatuation though? Like, like apparently, like there's like some huge infatuation for people with these big cats. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. And I've had cats before, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out what that that passion is or that addiction is to it i i don't i mean i guess it's just like anything some people love certain things but that's not one for me i you know listen if you're a if you're an animal person right so if you're an animal person dogs cats you know that kind of situation i am a giant dog guy love cats all of that good stuff there um but i have always one of the bucket lists for me things that was always to be that guy to be able to you know, sit down with a little cub and a tiger. I've been infatuated with tigers for a long time. I would have been one of those guys that, you know, wanted to hold it, take my picture with him. Just the power and the the adrenaline rush that must happen. I mean, you saw the size of that. It, like, being able to take your pictures and stick your head into a lion's mouth, like, you got to be kidding me. It's like crazy. Um, but that people kept going back like two, three times a week to go back there. And I think it's that adrenaline rush that does it, man. I mean, we're I talking a, a full live 400 pound tiger, like just crazy. Absolutely. The amount crazy. of money that they paid for the, to see these animals too. Hundreds a pop, right? Each time they would go. Bucks, $3,600 wow. a shot to go in there and be, you know, like a little playpen. Like here's the little cub and you get to go roll around with a, with a, with a baby tiger, who by the way, is only that size for about 12 weeks. Um, and you know, people take them home. Right. And then, like, three months later, you got a 250-pound lion, uh, tiger, and you're like, can you get this thing out of here? And they end up coming back. So, you know, that's what people argue about. But that power, man, I, just being able to roll around with, uh, uh, with a tiger is just it's mind-blowing to but me. But you've never had any experience like that, though, right? No, I've always wanted – listen, I've swam with dolphins, you know what I, I mean? I have done I, that, too. You've yeah. done that, too. I mean, it's that kind Bahamas. of exhilarating – uh, exhilarating experience where like, wow, I can't believe I'm, you know, here I am. Have you ever been to SeaWorld, something along those lines, and you see the orca comes right up and drenches you, but it's, you know, being that close, imagine that being able to hold a tiger. It's just- yeah, I, I guess so. I just never really thought that through. Um, well, the, the one celebrity in the last couple of days that the picture is going around with, and Joe, and I don't know if you saw this, and certainly a quick Google on the internet will, will show it to you. Yeah. Uh, but when Britney Spears had her like uh, her concert at the VMAs back in I think it was 2002, yep. uh, she actually used one of uh, Doc Antle, who's one of the stars of the um, documentary, uh, one of his tigers. Um, I think he. I think we could do like a whole documentary on this guy, Joe. Yes. Like like we just simply took it for granted that this guy was a tiger guy and just basically was had a harem of women and just didn't it's a cult let's call it what it, it is that a lot I, of these be. guys had cults i mean that's uh, that's what it is and it's amazing to me because you're right each one of the people each character in this show guys and i say character but they're real people every one of them could have a spin-off reality tv they could every yeah. one of them yep it would be phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and you know what 
probably pretty good for business with uh, with Doc Antlers probably right now. As soon as everything opens back up, where do you think a lot of people are going to oh, go? Oh, forget about it. You're right, Joe. That's a yep. really good point. I mean, the two. I mean, first of all, everyone will want to go to sporting events, right. but you're right. Like, like who, who after that Netflix thing wasn't over, who wasn't googling a where are they now? Going to from, get them Absolutely. from these people too. Yep. And and the final thing on this one is uh, Joe Exotic, without ruining the documentary for everybody else. I don't want to get into the specifics, but do, does it come off to you that this guy just got a horrible deal and was set up? I, I feel bad for this guy, man. All right. Listen, I feel bad as, as bad as I can. He, he was his worst enemy. I mean, let's face it. He created a lot of the drama in his life. He is where he is, which I believe is in jail now. I mean, obviously. That's for a long show time. Starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a long time. So... Uh, was it excessive? Yeah, probably. But the reality is, so many steps along the way, he could have just let it be. And, you know, cooler heads would have prevailed. But that's not who he was. That's not who he is. And uh, But that guy is just, I do think somewhere along the line, especially after this, there'll be an appeal. Something along the lines is going to happen. I don't think we've heard the end of it yet. Yeah. Either way, you could check out the documentary oh, on you have Netflix to at this point. You for have sure. To. Yeah. yeah, I've I've seen it. Um, I'm into Ozark right now. Yeah, I, I, I have. That's my next one. It's it. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I've already seen the first two seasons, and uh, we're me and my wife are watching. We're about four episodes, five episodes in. Oh, I will play. So how is the third season? Oh, how it's great. It? Yeah, it's it very is. good. It's okay. very good. The, the worst thing I watched on Netflix recently was a show or a movie called The Platform. Ooh. Because because what happens is Netflix tells you like what's in their top ten. So well, that's stupid. the jail one, isn't it? Where they it was so bad. Oh it's yeah, so no, bad. Yeah, no. So <laughs> bad. Disgusting. Like you gory. <laughs> just I, like I regret it. Like and then what do you do when you're like 45 minutes in? Do you stop? You're you're sucked into I'm it. Like, you gotta uh, go. And like and my an son episode. is coming over. I'm yep. like you have to leave the room. <laughs> you can't watch this here. Like pause, pause, stop, pause. Yep. yep. It's like oh oh god he's got oh. I don't care what anybody uh, says. There's, they're like, oh, like I, I read the reviews on it after just to see if like who was the idiot that would say something good about this. Right. And there are people like, oh, it, sh it shows you about social in, oh, in the yeah, world and yeah, and, and the haves and the have-nots. I'm like, let me tell you, I have not wished <laughs> I watched anything less than this on it. It was just so bad. I would, <laughs> I would honestly like, yep. if you want to just ruin somebody's day. Tell them to watch this. This uh, yeah, that's, this and that's movie. right at the top of the uh, suggested list too. And it's, it's uh, dubbed over. Yep. I've listened. I'm fine with subtitles, but right. they they decided not to do subtitles. Right. And I guess it was in Latin, and they dubbed it over in English, so all the mouths are speaking terrible. English. It's yeah, terrible. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Um, before we close this out, the uh, the UFC apparently will get some uh, you know yes. very soon some sort of reasoning on this. Uh, April 18th is their next event. Dana White says somewhere, somehow, some way. Uh, they're going to be fighting in the UFC. Now, for us who are sitting at home, of course, we're like, oh, great, UFC. Do you really think that this is going to happen, Joe? Is this guy, is Dana White going to find a spot for the UFC to be able to have this fight? It certainly will get as many or more views than anything that's on television, but he's claiming somewhere in the world he'll be able to have this. Do you think that this ends up happening on April 18th? I don't know how he's going to do his main fight. Khabib can't get out of Russia. Like, they're not letting him out of Russia. He can't fly out of Russia. He can't leave. There's lockdowns all over the place, including in Russia. So I don't know, unless he's got a way to figure out how to get him out of Russia, um, I don't know how that's going to happen against Tony Ferguson. So it's certainly going to happen in Brooklyn. Um, they ain't letting anybody in Vegas. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. I think it's a pipe dream myself. Yeah. Did you, did you see that the – by the way, speaking of Vegas, did you see that the win sent out uh, – an, a digital flyer to people that they're going to start uh, taking reservations again in like late April. That Looks doesn't like. surprise me. Yeah. I, I, and I don't think you, they're the only one. I think there's a few there that are starting to, uh, uh, starting to at least lay that seed down. Right. So the marketing department is in full effect. Listen, I turn on the news. I'm watching 500 people sleeping in a parking lot in Vegas. So it's like, you know, each one's got their own parking slip. Like I, you know, they got other problems going on there. We all got our own problems in the state, but, between cars being checked in Florida, <laughs> trying to enter state, and uh, 500 homeless people picking a parking spot and sleeping in it, it, it it's gone crazy. Wild times, crazy. for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, we got uh, about 20 minutes to go here on the show. Stay tuned all day long. We got a lot of great programming coming for you here on Sports Grid. Of course, Pharrell's got his show. 
uh, coming up a little bit later today in Game Live. A lot of fun stuff. And uh, again, you can catch Joe tomorrow morning as well on the uh, early line and uh, the morning after. Just look at our program grid, which is now starting to be updated on all of the different platforms that we're on. You can catch any show you want also on demand on YouTube as well. We'll be back right here on Fantasy Sports Today, right here on Sports Grid. It's Craig Mish and it's Joe Ranieri, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes after these messages. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri here with you on the show. Just to kind of update something that I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, and just want to be clear, uh, mentioning that uh, Canada, and specifically Toronto, had mentioned that there were going to be no uh, public events through June 30th. Uh, but just updating that story, just to make sure I get it right, is that the mayor has come out of Toronto since and said that does not include sporting events. Ah. So, w another one of those we'll sees by the time we are back here on the show tomorrow, it probably will include sporting events. But, you know, these situations are so fluid, right. every single one of them. Um, well, well, there well, won't it, be basically any fans there, but yeah. Right. Yeah. The Blue Jays could play right. their games, maybe. Right. But At the no, Rogers Center, but nobody will be there. No fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's all the same. I mean, yep. it's just, I mean, the prediction for me stays the same. It's I a late agree. May spring training with nobody there. It's a June baseball season with no one in the stands. And then I July agree. 4th. Probably open. Hopefully, at that point, they can open it back up. But yep. still, we're we're still very much in the dark, just like you are, just like everybody else is. Yep. We're trying to keep it as light as we can, as entertaining as we can. Uh, let's let's go to the NBA mm -hmm. and the latest in the NBA. We haven't heard from the NBA in a while, actually. Yes. It's like baseball's been talking a lot, NFL's been talking a lot, hockey's been a little quiet too, actually. Uh, but the NBA, at this point, has essentially, Joe, it feels like they've mm -hmm. come to the realization that whenever they start back up, it is playoff time. And in mm -hmm. fact, some of at least the innuendo from some of the NBA general managers and some of the NBA teams, that they're starting to just assume that the standings are final and they can start looking into the matchups that they're going to have against their respective teams. And guess what? If I'm an NBA executive, Joe, and I can't get into the office and I'm sitting at home and I could just transfer video back and forth, I think that's a great idea. You could yep. just... Start preparing your team for the NBA playoffs, whoever the one seed is to play the eight, whoever the four is to play the five. Mm -hmm. That seems to make some sense. But what they don't know at this stage right now is that if there's a high percentage and a high probability of them just playing the NBA playoffs, right. what would those playoffs look like? It seems as though they've eliminated the idea of just playing one game. They're not going to do that. Like right. the one is not going to play the eight for one game. But three game series, Joe, are on the table. Mm -hmm. Five game series is on the table. And then, of course, they would love to have the seven game series make more money, have more yep. TV. That doesn't seem to be – it's more realistic than a one game deal. But the seven game series, at least in the first couple of rounds, doesn't seem to be as realistic. So where do you see it at this point? I, listen, I, I think, and I, and I love this about baseball and Rob Manfred, this is unlike, it's unprecedented. We are not yeah. in any sort of situation we've ever been in before, and I think everything should be on the table. As crazy as it even may seem, I think everything should be up for grabs, and, and I think baseball's done a really good job of putting that out there. They haven't even played a game yet, and yet they're already laying foundations of, you know, ties, and they're... You know, they're going across the board, and we should all be okay with that because nothing about this year uh, is ever going to be viewed upon in any book, record book, or anything as normal. Of so, course. Yeah. To me, if you can get Vegas, who has the court, you know, who has the, uh, the arenas to be able to do it, uh, that's where they play the summer league, obviously, so they, they have the ability if you can somehow get get them there, and I'm talking about the uh, the entire league, finish out the 18 or 19 games there, house them in one of those, um, you know, one of the hotels there that's uh, available, secluded away from everyone, um, and get to uh, get to the playoffs. I think the sooner the better. And if that's not a possibility, I would love to see a March Madness style 
Put them all in. Let's go. One game. Let's let's get well, them every all NBA in. team. Wow. Every NBA team, single elimination. Let's go. And uh, and this way, forget about the rest of the regular season. You win and you advance, and you can do all of that. I do think it's got to happen from a central location, though. I, I don't know any place better than Vegas who's more equipped to be able to handle that. But um, I think why not throw them in there? Thirty-two teams. Everybody's in. This is not a normal year anyway. Because the alternative is just scrap the year and start again next year. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to play the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a three-game series is interesting. Like yeah. I, I could, I could see that happening. Yep. Um, you know, best of three. You're right, though. Could all be in in one location for sure. Right. And and would certainly once we get any notification of this would change the way that we look at these futures too. I mean, that's that would be. A complete yep. game changer to think that some of these teams, uh, like the one seed playing the eight seed, yep. eight seed wins two. At, you know, wins the first one by dumb luck. Yep. All they got to do is win one out of two, and they're in. Yep. And the so, draft too gets. I mean, you yeah. By not playing that eighteen or nineteen games, the left. You know, the people playing for ping pong balls and and different things. So how do you, you know, how do you go from there? How does that affect the draft moving forward? I, there's a lot of. You know, if they can get those 18 or 19 games in, I think they'll be better off for it. But I think it's got to happen from one place. And then by by all means, take the, you know, eight on one side, eight on do whatever you got to do and uh, and get it done. I think two out of three is realistic. Yeah. Uh, very briefly, also, the NCAA uh, announced essentially that uh, all of the kids who are involved in the uh, in the spring sports right. are going to be able to go back and play another season. They'll have another season of eligibility, which is clearly the right thing to do, Joe. The only question is, is uh, should they have given some of the winter sports that got themselves cut off a little quick another year? I don't think so. I think the NCAA played this one right. Um, you know, you can't expect any kid who's not playing for five months uh, to be able to legitimately figure out what his future is going to look like so they gave them the extra year i don't i don't think that they had to go beyond that yep uh, in, in my opinion i think it's yep. open and shut case but just wanted to mention it on the show today i think it's easier with the spring sports uh when you're talking about basketball listen it coaches recruit based upon those who are exiting and those that are coming in um it, it makes it real difficult if you got now a guy coming back again a senior coming back when you got a freshman coming in you're going to have to what? Losing that year of eligibility on a freshman because yeah. you have. So I think basketball, it's very cloudy. But baseball, the senior wants to come back and play his final year of baseball. It's not going to account against them, I believe, if they're seniors as far as the scholarship count goes. So there's some financial aid availability that they're working out. Um, I get it with the spring sports. I'm, it, it's easier to manage, I think, in the spring sports than it is with, shall we say, you know, the the basketball team is a totally different animal. Running through some of the news in the last 24 hours, the uh, Olympics officially will not be in 2020. We know that. It'll be in 2021. Uh, you know, of course, that's a very big event for a lot of amateurs and certainly is. I, I kind of feel like just off topic, Joe, here a little bit, like either you love the Olympics or you don't care about it at all. Uh, I've, I, I've really never gotten super into the olympics for whatever reason whether it's been the summer or winter olympics now of course i don't wish it to be canceled i wish it was happening in a, in a couple of months from now in tokyo uh they made the right call clearly they had to postpone this thing too much traveling who knows what the country is going to look like i know they initially were holding on to hope that they could get some of it played but that's not going to happen right is that a fair assessment that it's like either you're an olympics guy or you're not i don't think that there's like a halfway in it like i i whenever the olympics was going on whether it was eastern time during the day or even overnight I just, I was never super into it for, I don't know why. I like the Winter Olympics more than I like the Summer Olympics, um, because I think it's a little more bearable and watchable, you know, you you know, guys in the luge, who's going to wipe out, you know what I mean, half-pice, who's going to, yeah, curling, I mean, who doesn't love a good curling match at 2.30 in the morning uh, when it's halfway around the world, so I, it's, to me, I think the Winter Olympics by far is more enjoyable to watch than the track and field games and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who is going to be in the, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, Joe, he made his choice yesterday on to, uh, as to who he wanted to have present him. That's always a very big deal for uh, yes. the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
And as it turns out, the decision was made by Jimmy, who is a resident close by of ours, mm -hmm. living in Key Largo, living the great life. I've been to Jimmy Johnson's restaurant, by the way, in, uh, mm. in Key Largo as well. Wow. Uh, he decided Troy Aikman wow. is going to present him and not Jerry Jones. Wow. So, uh, I mean, I, I thought everything was cool between the two of them. He could have picked Jerry Jones, but he chose to go with Troy Aikman. What do you think about that decision? It doesn't surprise me in the least. Uh, I don't think... Uh... You're talking about two very stubborn, egotistical guys that on the surface are probably saying, nah, it's all good, water under the bridge. Yeah, I doubt it very, very much. And I think we saw Aikman's response, right? Uh, remember on the broadcast, I think, I mean, Aikman was real emotional about it. was right. so happy yeah. for Jimmy. So, you know, listen, that was the real first. That was Jimmy Johnson's, that was it, man. That was his golden ticket. That was his golden goose. And it all started... Uh, Drafting Aikman out of UCLA first, losing all those games the first year, and then trading Herschel Walker, right? That's it. That was Jimmy, man. So I don't uh, does not. It wasn't going to be Dan Marino. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A lot of people forget that Dallas also spent uh, spent an early round pick earlier. I, I have to go back and look, but on uh, Steve Walsh. Remember That's Steve correct. Walsh, who won a championship in Miami? That's correct. Yep. And they Absolutely. had both him and Aikman. People thought Steve Walsh was going to be good too. Of course, uh, yep. it didn't work out that way. No. Aikman, of course, became the and Hall then of they Fame. just. They had to be that bad early on in order to be able to get, you know, the Emmett's oh, yeah. and Irvings and everybody else. But but you knew the Miami tie, that line, that was oh, how he was going to build. And Jerry knew it, too. And, and Jerry it was Jerry was bent because he was getting all the press and the credit, and Jerry wasn't. And that, I don't see how that ever is going to be water under the bridge. Well, apparently not, if yeah. that was the final decision. I mean, if you needed anything else in the final postscript of Jimmy Johnson's football career going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he picked the quarterback yep. as opposed to the owner, which uh, which does make some sense. But you're right. Jimmy did go to Miami, uh, was the coach of Miami, and then plucked a lot of his guys, Michael yep. Irvin, Oklahoma Russell Maryland. Um, yeah, I mean, yep. Yep. he... Uh, Emmett Smith played at the University of Florida. He just kept tapping into yep. uh, the Miami pipeline for a long period of time, and it certainly ended up working until, you're right, they had that dissension, and that was kind of the end of the line. And yep. Barry Switzer took over, got him to a Super Bowl again. Convicts versus Catholics, baby. That's what we got. It was, uh, yeah, he was a part of some of the biggest, most memorable, both college and NFL years. So uh, I'm happy for I'm shocked it took this long, but I'm happy for Jim. All right, real quick, a couple of minutes on this. No more. Uh, Tom Brady gets his number 12. Uh, Godwin moves over to number 14. How much money do you think Tom Brady gave Godwin? I, I don't know, man. It's going to have to be a pretty penny. I'm sure he wasn't. I mean, it's uh, Tom Brady, right? Yeah. You could ask for whatever you want, no? Yeah, you pretty much can over there. But, exactly. but can you? Do you have to just defer to him or do or? I think behind the scenes, what do you th what do you think Brady ruled him off? Ten grand, twenty grand? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, it might have been six figures. It might have been. Wow, yeah, hundred grand for the figures. number, right? Absolutely. Oh, listen, he can afford either that or a couple of pictures of his wife. One or the other. So I don't know which one or the other. Could have been anything. Could you never you're, know? You're going. You're going down. It's the end of the show. You're going down a weird road, Joe. Just saying. Uh, it, going to, just you're going saying, Tiger King Road. Now. Yeah, you. I'm. Just, you got me, Joe Exotic. I'm just saying anything is possible these generation of kids here. Yeah. So Tom Brady wears 12, Godwin wears 14. Okay. So uh, that closes that story out. Uh, the, the other story that is a good story uh, for us, because we really don't have a lot to watch these days on television, is uh, ESPN decided yesterday that they're going to move up this Michael Jordan, is it a 10-part documentary? Did ten I get part, that? 10-part yep, part documentary mm -hmm. instead of debuting in June. It's going to debut in April. Yep. And I will say this. I'm very happy that we're going to get to see this. It, I, I, and certainly anything to do with Michael Jordan and the Bulls, you know, is, is cool. ESPN's got some pressure to have this good now, right? All this talk about this documentary. We got to move it up. We need something to watch. Yep. ESPN does things. The 30 for 30s, for the most part, are all fantastic. I would expect this will end up being fantastic. But so many people, Joe, are going to now be watching this with nothing else to do and yep. nothing else to watch on television. I hope for ESPN's sake that this is a big hit because anything less is going to be a disappointment now with this buildup. There is some talk, too, that they are going to go into the his father's killing a little bit more, the murder of his father, maybe a little bit more on the gambling aspect. I mean, either way, Jordan would have had, I think, at some point to have signed off on this. 
Um, oh yeah, he's interviewed in it. Yeah, so. so I mean, he had to have been signed off it, but from from what I'm I'm reading, they do spend a lot of time focusing on that, you know, going into baseball, his father dying, the rumors innuendo about you know his gambling, his father's gambling. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they lay it out in ten parts. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you ever have a chance to see uh, uh, Jordan play in person, Joe? Did you ever go to a game? I did. Or... Yes, I did. Yeah. I, when I was uh, back in, I, I did get a chance to go to the Garden uh, one year and had a chance to see uh, Michael go up against uh, Patrick Ewing back in the day. Okay. So uh, I, I'll never forget it. And it was, I was up in the in the bleachers up there back then. But I saw Jordan. Uh, at a restaurant here a couple of years ago, really? uh, and I had turned the corner at a uh, at a Rocco's Tacos, and I turned the corner, and and there he was, and he, and I bumped into him, and it's the first time to this day in my entire life, I I couldn't talk, I couldn't move, <laughs> I was I I put I just I just sat there like a total idiot, man, and he was like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm like, I they put his arm on my shoulder, I done i was absolutely i couldn't talk i didn't move i don't think i showered like i was a i was a unbelievably starstruck and that's the first time and i've interviewed everybody that i, I agree with you blown I, away and i and I, I my story isn't quite the same but it is similar in the sense that i saw him play with the bulls against the heat many Ooh, times yeah, at the old okay, arena yep, for sure yep. uh and in the playoffs too when the heat was the eight seed and the bulls were the one seed oh. um I went to a lot of games. I saw Jordan probably play in person a half a dozen to a dozen times. Oh. But when he came back with the Wizards right. and the uh, and the Heat moved to the American Airlines Arena, mm -hmm. I was a member of the media at that point. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to I want to be able to interview Michael Jordan right. because I want to be able to say, like we're sitting here now, that I did, and I want to ask the first question. And I accomplished all of those things. I That's went to awesome. the game that the Wizards played. I got in there and I asked the very first question yep. just because I wanted to feel like I could say that I did it. And that is, it wasn't a great question. I don't even remember what it was, but either way, I got yeah. in there and I did it. It will, it will not be in the documentary, yeah. put it that way. <laughs> it did not make it. Maybe in the Tiger King documentary, but it will not be in the I Michael Jordan. I love it. Yes. Yeah, that's, All right. uh, that's it. Michael is Michael. All right, that will do it for this show. Uh, thanks again to everybody who is watching all of our programming. We really appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Uh, keep yourself at home as much as you possibly can with social distancing. Wash your hands. Do all the great stuff that the CDC is recommending, please. For my co-host, Joe Ranieri, I am Craig Mish. This is Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. We will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune in then. Have a great day or great night whenever you're watching this, and we'll talk to you again soon. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.